Hi, Anthony. How are you doing? Horrible. <laughs> oh, no. Is it because of the spooky month? Are you spooked solid? I I am a scared, scared boy. Oh, no. What happened? Uh, it is the spooky month, and I am not a brave soldier when it comes to scary movies. Hmm. What's, what's spooking you right now? Um, nothing, because I am not brave. <laughs> I, oh, I, I, I keep that stuff to the wayside. Uh, uh, I, I try and not indulge in your, in your spooky madness. Uh, though I do love spooky theming. Like, you give me, like, some horror theming in something, I'll, I, I'll absolutely love it. But, you know, watching an actual horror movie, uh, eh. Not, not feeling it as much. What 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 is like an acceptable level of spooky for you? Things I can pause. <laughs> Good. So we, so we're gonna watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you can pause whenever you want. Mm. No, like I mean, so I, I, the reason I ask is because I'm in an interesting, I'm in an interesting blank space where. Um, I've kind of grown on spooky media, like okay. just generally like horror movies and all that. Mm-hmm. I still find a majority of them not to work for me, but I've grown an appreciation for stuff on the internet that's generally creepy. Like something I've been doing on my Discord is I've been posting daily stuff that like is some level of creepy and some level of spooky in general. But that's stuff that I find entertaining. And there is, like, a level of horror that I'm not interested in or I actively avoid. But I feel like I've found a sweet spot for it. I'm wondering if you have a sweet spot. So, like, there's there's different levels of horror, right? Uh, you have the existential dread that The Boys gives you. Um, you have, like, the, the sort of, uh, like, scary horror that, like, uh, horror movies give, give you and some horror games, right? And uh, then you have, like, horror theming, which uh, which has the ideas of horror, but it's in a setting that's actually somewhat workable. Because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like a lot of horror movies where if I start to think about them, they just kind of get dumb to me, you know? Where, like, oh, this is, this is all just, like, culminating on trying to get you scared. And for, for some reason, that kind of, like, takes me out of being interested in the story. And then, then the whole movie's just pissing me off at that point. Well, that's, that's kind of why I mentioned, like, that sweet spot. Because for me, mm-hmm. like, I'm interested in a good horror movie. Because, to me, a good horror movie misses that mark entirely. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't have you, like realize that's like oh you know this is not that creepy oh you know it's not that you know you're actually immersed in believing in the world Mm -hmm. that's why like my favorite horror movies are ones that are like really immersive to the to um to what you're watching like when you're watching it you can really get pulled into it and not think about like oh i'm watching a dumb horror movie that girl died because they wanted her like the studio note said she had to die no it's like those movies kind of suck, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, Except Evil Dead. Evil Dead's great. Well, comedy horror is a new area. Oh, that's a that's a, not not a new area, but like that's a very good area to be in. That's honestly yeah. some of my favorite horror movies is like ones that can get a good laugh out of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like actually one of my favorite uh, 
horror media that I've watched is not a movie, but actually a video game um, called Soma. Hmm, that is a game I've started and stopped a couple of times. Not out of terror, I'm just genuinely bad at playing video games. <laughs> you know what, sometimes I am too, and that's why I'm cool. Like, for the more narrative sort of games like that, I'm cool with watching somebody else play. Especially if that person can engage with the game very well. Uh, that makes it extra awesome. So, uh, like, if you ever see Jesse Cox, uh, he's a YouTuber who does the Scary Game Squad. Uh, that's that's something that's kind of fun to watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those that don't know, Soma is a game where you basically wake up in this underwater, um, I guess, laboratory? And you're trying to find your way to escape or get your way out of there. And the themes that it plays with in the, ga- in the game itself, super fun to work with. Hmm. Yeah, um, I'm guessing you're staying away from spoilers. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get too much in the into spoilers for that one because I think it's a genuinely good game that I would say either play or watch. I watched it and I loved it, uh, so full recommendation there. But uh, I think there's there's something um, me and you have a uh, strong love for though. What's that? Uh, podcasts. Mm. Cuff. What are we doing? <laughs> Um, I, th- I thought it was podcast because that's what you mentioned. While we're on a podcast, that was that was the annotation for my cough and uh, uh, what are we doing? Because we were that, we are lit yeah. we are literally doing a podcast. It. That was I don't get it. What yo, look, mean? man, I I can't always bat out of the park. Okay, what do you what do you want? What do you want from me? I'm lost. What do you... Can you spell it out for me? No, go get lost. You're staying in the woods this time. I'm not walking with you. <laughs> Help! Help! I know I um I mean in general like podcasts I like but you were telling me specifically about some podcasts that you've listened to that I'm guessing fall within your like sweet spot for horror or just in general like creepy stuff yeah actually I would say this is a genuine horror podcast and it's usually above the line I'm going with uh it's called the white vault which is about our podcast we got terrific that were horrific in different ways. <laughs> uh, the, the, the White Vaults is this podcast where it's these bunch of people going out to a research station in the middle of like Greenland or something like that. And as as the podcast progresses, we more weird and weird stuff kind of keeps going on and it keeps building little details here and there and they keep answering it up the way that they have the they have different actors playing each different character in the podcast somebody actually threw some money behind this thing and put in some like sound mixing and like uh uh like sound effects in the background the entire time right it's a really really good uh production itself uh yeah, that's, and the, that's kind of the interesting thing it sounds like is that it's not just a podcast like ours where some dude's talking or like um, or like uh, like one of those like crime podcasts where it's like somebody reading a story to you. No, this is like fully produced with like sound effects and music and characters and that kind of stuff. They, I, I would say this goes full into radio show po- territory. Yeah. 
And the first season, absolutely wonderful. I would recommend to any person to listen to the first season. But uh, it here, does sell, have a problem. Well, here, sell, sell me on the series before you before you tell me that there's an issue with it. What's the, all right? What, what what like what brought you into it? What brought me into it? Um, see, this is this is a little difficult actually. Uh, I was actually watching, uh, listening to another podcast that uh, was called the Magnus Archives, and it had a really great, great run of um, of show of episodes and such. But at towards the end of it, it started advertising like you, you know how like some do advertising blocks for this thing called the White Vault. It was like you know what I really like the Magnus Archives. Let me go off uh into this podcast and i really love the first season of it and it's about uh these these different people from all over the world all with their different uh expertise trying to get this uh this relay station in the middle of the greenland during like a giant storm to get working again Hmm. and it's it kind of it kind of works off of like this found audio tape format so, like, you're finding the audio tapes of the people that were here during the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you kind of have, like, this overarching narrator that's, like, such and such was found during, uh, in the gen- in the main cabin underneath, kind of, su- or in the trash bin, or, and such like that. Is uh, it, is it, um, without giving too much away, is it, like, a super kind of thing or is it a thriller like they might kill each other like what, what's kind of the draw of it i would say it is it, it feels like a supernatural thriller i would say and it's something that keeps you guessing on where it's actually going with it like is this just like people's sort of madness is it something that's going around the actually something going around in the background or uh is it just like somebody going crazy or you know, it it, it kind of keeps it up in the air for a while, and when it starts, um, when it starts getting to to deeper into the to the episodes, it 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 knows how to it know it knows how to push things forward. Let's put it that way, in a very fun and interesting way, but a bit scary way too. Hmm. You you've sold me on it a little bit. I think I'll download at least episode one of that. See see what's up with it. But the interesting thing is, is that for the second season of it, uh, it, you kind of know what happens in the first season. So, like, you're working from a place of knowledge already. And you're go- you're getting another team that's been assembled kind of deal. And it's like, well, I already know everything that's going on. And uh, it doesn't feel as good going for the the ride for a second time because you kind of get what's already going on and you're not like in the heat of it anymore like the whole pace has been broken to start up a new season Hmm. but the first season highly recommend does it feel like that the second season just repeats or it does it feels like it's doing the same steps in a different location Hmm. okay even down to the beats it's it is different like i'm not going to say it's like one for one and i think that if you really liked it you can enjoy the second season just as much but uh i'm not as invested into uh the horror themes themselves 
So, like, the first season I loved because of its originality and how it was, like, going and how it, like, set up how things were going on. And the way the second season starts is that you're working with a group of people that didn't learn anything from the first season, right? (laughs) And you, as the listener, did learn a lot of things. So it feels like you're working with people for too long that don't understand like you you've you've already outpaced what they should all know technically they shouldn't know it because they weren't involved with the first thing so it's like oh it's frustrating to listen to on a meta level of like you have the knowledge that they don't so you're not experiencing this journey with them you're kind of already towards the finish line and you're just kind of watching them walk towards you yeah yeah that's 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 a good way to put it does it have a new spin on the story or does it kind of, I know you didn't say it just takes the same beats, but like didn't, did, did it have like a twist to it? It is, it is an expansion on the story. So it is that, but all the characters you're working with, um, except for the narrator themselves, um, ha- is, does not, does not know what's going on. Hmm. okay and even the narrator they've like pulled back a little bit on the narrator this season so it's like eh. hmm. so it's it the first season solid recommendation uh second season if you really want to you can get into it okay i i don't think it's hard i think it's still a good piece of media because they still have like the same level of audio quality and technical support for it um so i think it's something you could easily if you're like really into like the horror sort of like theming in general like you're gonna you're gonna love it um but for me as a listener it's a bit frustrating to listen to because you're just you have so much more knowledge than the people that are in the story at that Um, point question then so when i was looking up to get the first episode it looks like they're actually on season four now um, have oh, you listened I, past season two? I, if I recall correctly, I think season one and two are with the same people. Okay. That is my recollection. Like it was produced by the same people or it was, it was supposed to be like the same situation. Same situation. Season one and two, I think were of the same people. Season three and four of a new, or of a new people. Okay. So I'm guessing you just didn't have an interest in season three or. Yeah, I think I got up to like episode. Let's see. I got into like episode four of the new season of the of the third season. And then I just wasn't feeling it anymore. Uh, it was it was frustrating to uh, see what was going on hear what is going on you don't see things in a podcast well you, you do visualize it with your mind yeah if you, if you if you do you know if you describe it well enough the audience should have a, a vision in their mind of two handsome rugged men like seven feet tall built out of muscle talking about a podcast how do you how uh, do you imagine our podcast hmm ah uh, you're asking me to get some in some existential dread right there my man well like i well i guess like i i'm not saying like how do you like 
how do you think like our podcast is i just mean more like when you envision our podcast do you envision mm-hmm. kind of like two people sitting in front of their computers talking to each other or do you imagine us in a room like how, how do you imagine this podcast i this would is a side say tangent, by the way <laughs> this is this is very side tangent but i'm okay yeah. with that um I would say I'd probably think of it as, uh, this might sound dumb, but I do think of it as a blank space and like, as topics go up, uh, things just kind of appear in the space. Like we're both kind of like talking to the side and like just the things appear in the little box. Yeah. I almost think of it in a similar way. Like we're describing a topic or describing a a thing and it's kind of getting visualized to the audience as we're talking about it yeah it's just being filled in with knowledge and uh ideas and there you go there's a podcast opener we did it we did it 18 minutes in whoa (laughs) no 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 sorry that was a side tangent i just i just genuinely was curious um yeah, I, I, I'm interested in this, uh, in the White Vault. I downloaded the first episode, and I'm going to try it out. I um, um, uh, I know there was a podcast that uh, you were interested in as well, um, that, that you've, you've enjoyed. Yeah, you know, it's called The Blank Space. It's pretty cool. You should listen to it. Mm, no. Um, sounds lame. Well... To, to get a peek behind the curtain, we were talking today about, like, since we're in Octo- since we're recording this in October, um, and we want to talk about creepy podcasts in general, <clears throat> and one that me and Ant both have listened to at, at some point in our lives is Lore. Um, now, Lore is generally, like, how would I describe it? It's a guy kind of telling folk tales and... Um, like kind of mythology from around the world but in that like in that like this is a real thing kind of way like he'll tell a story about like early early america or early like settlers and like tools would go missing and they would think it would be like elves or something like that stealing their tools or the fact that like somebody was murdered in the middle like this family was like murdered in the middle of the woods and they have no idea who could have done it but it was like the the family was completely like eviscerated so like mm-hmm. some people think that maybe it was like a werewolf or something there's sort of a supernatural tinge to a lot of what he talks about but it always has the veneer of like a creepy kind of like go uh fireplace like fi- uh what am, I, what am I thinking? Campfire story. That's the name. Yeah, and the best kind of thing is is that he pulls a lot of his stories from historical records and such. Yeah. So uh, he he pull. It's not like he's just pulling them out of thin air. It's more of just like showing. So you think that you and your made up stories are all uh, scary and shit? Here's here's real life from yeah. from pe- from the past. It's almost like a true crime podcast, but like the stories have like a tinge of supernatural to them, which. I do appreciate like it's um it's a different way of kind of looking at it and I understand a lot of it's probably kind of BS but like it's it's interesting to hear like what people might have believed back in the day like the like the, the the story about like people's tools or kids going missing 
and they're like, oh, the elves took them or the fairies took them because they're angry at us. But in reality, I don't know, maybe the kid walked off into the woods and died because he tripped on a rock and hit his head or something. Mm-hmm. But like, um, but it's interesting to hear this perspective when like people don't have all the answers, what their minds kind of come up with. Um, yeah, you know what, yeah, that's, you know what, that's for sure. Yeah, you know what I was going to mention specifically was uh, this podcast actually got a TV show shortly hmm. um, on Amazon. Um, and I'm not going to lie, it wasn't as good as the podcast. <laughs> um, that's, I mean, still... that's that's not surprising to me because I, I feel that the uh, some things I don't think are going to translate well. Because I know the guy also has a book as well, right? I think so. I'll be entirely honest. I haven't I haven't listened to the podcast in quite a while at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, not for any real reason. It just kind of fell off, and I, I listened to other stuff instead. Um, but definitely, like, um, I think I was mentioning this to my dad because my dad was telling me about seeing this guy live. Uh, my dad does a lot of volunteer work at um, mu- uh, music venues and other places. That's how he gets to see a ton of shows. And um, he was volunteering at, like, one of the theaters around us. Mm-hmm. And he um, and he saw him show up, and he didn't know anything about him. Like, he, he, he didn't know a single thing about this guy other than I had mentioned him before. So my dad texts me, and he's like, oh, I saw this show. It was really good. Like, I love the guy's storytelling. And, like, I was describing him in the podcast, and I'm like, yeah, you know, he's got this super t- supernatural tinge to everything he talks about. But I think what eventually like made me kind of fall off the podcast was how every episode had to have a little bit of a supernatural tinge to it. Even the stories that were super straightforward. Like, well, the way the way I kind of saw it, and I kind of enjoyed it in a different way, I think, um, was that it showed uh, people's capacity to uh, imagine what isn't there. So to me, that's that's more of the element that I always thought he. So like to me, he comes, he does kind of hit it with the supernatural element, but it's always of well, this is just kind of what people do. They they make things up. They 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 put they fill in the gaps uh, with what they don't know with the supernatural or the unexplained. And uh, I think I think that's cool in a way because it kind of goes into kind of what human nature sort of is like people always want explanations for things even if the explanations themselves are kind of bullshit in their own way yeah definitely and i always feel that with the podcast where he's, he's describing you know because people don't have all the answers this is the answers they come up with but mm-hmm. i do but i mean my, my reasoning is, is just more simple than that it's just like i don't know some episodes i feel like it's a reach when he talks about the supernatural stuff yeah, like, I don't like, think I'm going to disagree with you though. That, that he does have like some really cool episodes, like when he goes into the oh yeah, his good episodes are great, and his his episodes where he feels like he's reaching aren't bad, but you can definitely tell. Like if I remember correctly, there's one episode where like a family got murdered, and like he was like, oh, and like the the people were never found again. And it's like, what could it be? Could it be a ghost or a spirit? And I'm like, what? Okay, actually, I don't I know know exactly somebody what got you're murdered. Talking about. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of I, I ignored that completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and like I said, the episodes where it feels like it's a reach, it's never like ruining the podcast for me. It's just like, mm-hmm. all right, I might skip this one. <laughs> considering it, and but but to be entirely fair, considering that there's like I don't know, like 200, 300 episodes of this show, 
I'm not mad at it. Like you got to fill time somehow. Not every episode, not every, not every um, podcast can be serial where they've only released like thirty episodes over the course of six years. <laughs> like, every, like some podcasts are like weekly stuff. But, yeah, and yeah. I know it's kind of interesting because you say that because there's another long running podcast that I I really enjoyed. Uh, they gave me like 160 episodes of, well, great episodes, honestly. Um, it, it's called the uh, Magnus Archives. Mm, tell me a story. Yeah, uh, so essentially it's a podcast where you have this archivist who is trying to collect all these uh, random stories and such that, uh, that he, he's supposed to do for the archive itself. And uh, these are all supernatural in nature, and they seem to have some horror themes to them uh, almost always. Um, and it it was a great series that built like all the different characters that are around the archive that work with the archive, and it it, it definitely does gain steam, and the stories become more than stories, and uh, they become more integral with what's actually happening with the main characters themselves, and sometimes they become the stories themselves. So and, I, 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 I might have missed it, but what, what is like the story of this? Like, what, what do you, what do you, what actually is like the concept of it? So uh, it could be something surrounding a fear or something along those lines, and uh, like, uh, like for instance, uh, there would be this one where they they would have somebody that would be uh, sort of horror setup where they're trying to. They find this uh, hidden vault somewhere in the woods, and uh, they go down deeper into it, and uh, sort of like horror themeish things kind of happen while they're trying to explore it. So and, these guys uh, are like paranormal investigators. Mm, sort of, but this 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 whole story would be somebody that happened like in the eighteen hundreds or something, and they're reading the written record that he had penned on what happened afterward. Hmm. Or it could be like a interview they had from somebody that uh, had their child go missing the, the week before. Or it could be somebody that had watched spiders crawl out of somebody's face and tried to kill them. So uh, it could be from somebody that was uh, working in a funeral home where all the bodies uh, seemed to dis- disappear and never get buried. Or... Uh, and it, it turns out that there's something going on with the bodies and they're walking out walking out of the the home by themselves or like it, you could you could run the gambit it could be from somebody that's playing some weird instrument in a basement that causes people to go insane and kill themselves and the only guy to survive stuffed cotton balls in his ear hmm. so it, it could be from all these different things that uh, happen but sometimes they're innocuous they're things that don't at first seem so terrifying and sometimes the these 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 stories will build and build on themselves and you're not exactly expecting where they're going to go sometimes. And I think the writing for all those stories is great. And the season finales that they do are all great. And this whole show was great up until episode 160. So hold on, pause real quick. So when you say season finale, because this almost sounds like an anthology thing. Like, Every mm-hmm. episode is different. No episode leads into another. Are the are the season finales connected, or are they just another story that's very good? And see, that's that's what makes it great is because they could all be taken as anthologies. 
but they do all subtly build together. Hmm. Because before each story begins, or before, just after it ends, you will have the the, uh, the archivist's notes on what he thinks is going on, or a little antidote that's going on with him, or another character comes in and ends up talking to him after the, he's done his own reading of the story. Um, and you might have uh, something along those lines, which slightly add on to it, and you get a, they try and investigate, like, well, where would this even come from sometimes, or... Uh, they could be uh, trying to investigate uh, something that's happening to somebody and they end up pulling out a story and see if that kind of works with it. Mm. So uh, so these things do wrap up into uh, little arcs in a way. Uh, they don't necessarily all relate to the arc, but all the stories add into the universe as a whole that, this, that these stories are being uh, told from. Okay, so they all kind of chain together into something. Yeah. Okay. So you were but, saying about the, the finale of one of the seasons? Yeah, so here's the thing. Um, I would say the show is awesome. Even until that last episode, right? But as soon as that final season starts, um, the format changes. Uh, it is still stories being read, but it's more of like we're on an adventure now instead of, oh, uh, we're working from, we're working with stories and such. Hmm. And it does not work as well. Uh, since they're on quote unquote an adventure at that point. And granted, it is the final adventure of the series and such but it's basically going to be a 20 episode long adventure and it's like all right i mean they're still doing the stories thing it's just more poignant to what exactly they're doing that moment and it feels like they're kind of like reaching back to all the stuff that has happened within the entirety of those 160 episodes but it's like uh, i just wanted more stories instead <laughs> of uh this 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 final final adventure we're going on it's like uh, all right i mean i'm kind of done you were happy with it being an anthology and when it started to shape into more of a story it did i did it, 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 you weren't following it as closely well here's the thing right i actually it, it was always a bit of a story but um it it went and it, it just went so much like it went from the needle being in the meat in the center to being pushed all the way off to the end, mm. right? So like, there's always like a balance between like story and um, anthology kind of deal, and now it's 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 more it's more solidly like this is the this is a plot we're working through. There is a story going on that we that we are going through that relates to it, but it feels too much, right? Like the like the stakes went from being kind of middling to getting much much higher and I, I i don't really know how to describe it without spoiling the series itself okay i mean that's fine i'm just thinking i'm just trying to think like i, I guess yeah i don't know i guess i'm trying to like think about how that connects together because like the way you're describing it makes it sound like this went from an anthology series that 
had a through line, had a story through line, but at the end of the day, like when you start, when, when it started this, this part of the podcast, it focused more on that through line and moved away from the stuff that you were really enjoying. I think that's the correct way to describe it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm interested. I, uh, I'm, I'm probably just going to try and check out the, um, the thing you were talking about. Like, I'm, I'm probably going to try and check out that podcast you had talked about, but I'm interested about in particular that final one you talked about because this has been a topic I've been toying around in my head with for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's not something that like, I don't know. It's not something that like, hmm, how would I word this? It's something that I feel strongly about, but it's also not something I'm going to push on everybody. But I've been noticing a big trend on the internet that people point to shows that end poorly as a reason not to listen to them or not to watch them. Do you, do you get that feeling? I do, and I do understand the the thought behind it. Because you kind of just want things to, to be a good ride all the way through. And uh, just be able to enjoy the show. Yeah. And then sometimes you get Game of Thrones. <laughs> and that's kind of what brought this topic to the forefront of my head. Because I have thought about it for a lot in my life. I've, I've, I've kind of defended this point for a long time in my life. But Game of Thrones kind of brought it to the forefront. Is... Um, I think there are still value in shows that screw up the landing so poorly that you don't want to ever watch it again. A lot of people have kind of talked about Game of Thrones as shitting the bed so hard that nobody really has wanted to go back and watch it. And I kind of would disagree with that. Not that people don't want to go back and rewatch it, but that the entire show was ruined because of these last the last season of the show. And don't worry, anybody, I'm not going to go into spoilers for for any of these shows that I'm going to talk about. But um, people people seem to be talking about Game of Thrones in a way that like the final episodes are what defined the entire series. And my argument is always. Did you enjoy the ride up to it? Um, see, see, here's here's the thing with that because I, I I think it's going to have to depend on um, on a lot of things for that. I think Game of Thrones is actually a great example of not wanting to pick up a series because of that. Um, because uh, from my understanding of it, since I have not read, I have actually not um, watched the full series itself. I heard that things kind of fell down after the fourth season or so uh but the last season was especially pretty uh bad so it's not just like the one episode like it's a culmination of decisions that kind of takes the show off course i would disagree with after season four i i would okay. definitely say that the show got terrible right at the end toward right before the end it had a couple of missteps but for the most part like that show was solid throughout I guess I guess to move away from Game of Thrones, um, Lost is another show that I think is defined by its ending being confusing and terrible. But 
to me, I think the ride of watching Lost, the, the, the value in Lost and Game of Thrones and a bunch of other shows is the journey it takes you on. Because at the end of the day, like the moments you liked in the series aren't ruined because of one specific episode or because the ending sucked. I think for the most part, like these moments you can still enjoy separate from the ending. I don't I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but like I, I feel like you can separate moments that you really enjoy. Good writing or good action or good character development earlier on in a series that maybe the ending ruined. Where where um, you, you just want to talk about the black tapes again, don't you? I you know, I didn't want to bring it up necessarily, but I feel like that's something we can both talk about. <laughs> I don't like the ending to the black tapes. I think it is them being lazy and cheap and trying to write their way out of a series they didn't want to write anymore. You which know, it's kind of funny because, the... which is funny because apparently they're trying to bring that bring it back. But uh, it's it's also kind of funny because uh, that's the exact same reason Game of Thrones kind of sucked at the end is because the writers <laughs> were they, they they wanted to be done with this thing and get over with it. And instead, they've ruined the rest of their careers. <laughs> Allegedly, yes. <laughs> I don't want to get sued for defamation, but. But in particular, like, yeah, like, I I think they absolutely shit the bed on the ending of the Black Tapes. And, I mean, if people want to go mm-hmm. back and listen to our thoughts on that, we felt much more passionately about this when the series ended. Go back and, and we listen were, to the episode. We were two angry men. We were two angry men. But I think that series, I can still recommend to people because of how quality the first season is. I think yeah. I could play that for someone and tell yeah, them this I, is really good quality content and then throw the qualifier on it. If you go on, the quality might not be as good, but this right here is some grade A, grade A meat. It's really solid. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, do you feel like that justifies a series though? Like, a series that eventually leads to a point where you're ultimately disappointed in it. Does the journey justify that? Justify watching? I think I'm becoming more okay with it as uh, as I get older. Um, I'm more okay with the, the series kind of uh, not being as good after a point. Uh, I think both uh, the White Vault and the Magnus Archives are prime examples of that on my end. Like, I would absolutely recommend the first season of The White Vault to anybody, but I'd be hesitant to recommend the second season. Uh, the Magnus Archives, honestly, up until like 160 episodes in, um, yeah, go for that. That's that's some that's some great horror po- podcast material right there. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think uh, you have to be more okay with the concept of enjoying the journey and not being able to take it as a full whole. And, uh, that I would say that's very difficult for people, especially if the only way they're going to see it, understand the content is from, uh, having to, I guess, consume the shitty part of the series they've been a part of for a while. Yeah. And I think that's fair to fair to critique about what I'm saying is that like, 
in these series that are very long running or you get very invested in to tell people at some point this series is gonna like this series might just break your heart is is not a fun thing to tell people but i i i think it's almost it's like um what's the word i'm looking for it's like insincere to tell people like oh don't watch this series the final episode is terrible like here's an example a series me and you have never watched how i met your mother like i i've seen a few episodes on tv i don't know if you've maybe seen a few episodes but like i really haven't watched the series yeah uh same here i've though the knowing that the last episode is terrible is kind of a legendary thing at this point i think exactly like people point to series like game of thrones lost and how i met your mother as an example of a series that ends so poorly that most people are disappointed in it Mm -hmm. but that series that that show has over 200 episodes in it and episodes that i still hear people reference and talk about and laugh about to this day Mm -hmm. and i think it's almost insincere irresponsible I guess is a better word for it to to boil an entire two hundred plus episode run of a series down to, huh? One episode was bad. It 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 feels it feels like a joke almost that you tell someone. It's like you start the joke out. You're like, oh man, there's this guy. He like he was a king. He was a sultan. He had like all this gold and wealth everybody loved him they laughed at his jokes he's extremely funny people cared about him it was insane and then at the end he tripped and fell on his face and everyone hated him and it's like what like yeah well i mean it i think i think the i think the feeling is a little more fair though because it's like he had all these things and everybody was watching him have all these things and then specifically, they decided uh, we're not going to give two shits about how this character actually ends, and they just have him fall on his face. Goodbye, good night, everybody. Uh, tip the valet or don't. <laughs> well, please tip the valet. He's he's working below minimum wage. Um, yeah, but I guess I I guess what I'm getting at is like I feel like the internet in particular distills this all down to one thing. Yeah, but it distills but a one, 200 plus episode series down to one episode sucking. And sure, yeah, that's but, the finale. That's the last thing you kind of get for that series. But does it invalidate everything before it? I would say to any new people to it, no. But for the people that were writing along for those 199 episodes, yes. I think it would. Um, because they were emotionally attached to those characters because they had watched it uh, season after season. And uh, especially given that, that since it was on the television, that means that it wasn't something that they could just, they didn't have Netflix back then. Uh, so it's not something you could have just binged and gone through. There's a lot less emotional attachment to something that's just binged, in my opinion. Yeah, people watch this um, over the course of years. I think it even ran for like a decade. Yeah, so out, yeah, I, like I, yeah, it was almost it almost ran for a decade. It ran for nine years. So I think there's a, a definitive difference right there in what uh, was put together uh, and how people can view it. Um, I think I think it's something you could definitely hold against something. But 
I think there has to be a mindset that you're willing to get into of your of enjoying the journey to to not do that. Also, I I think I'm more okay with just you know making up my own lore be, behind things. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a tangent I'm not getting into, but I'm just using this as an example. It's like you know. Uh, for anybody that's ever played like Warhammer or anything like that, it's like I'm gonna make my own space marines, and they're they're gonna do their own they're gonna do their own stuff. I'm just gonna make shit up. All right, uh, that episode didn't happen. That bit of lore, nah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we watched a piece of media recently that had that. We watched um, um, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh yeah, I, I freely told you like I love this movie. This movie I think is top tier. It's really good quality. I think the ending is garbage, but I can ignore yeah, the ending because I enjoyed the like ninety minute runtime before it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. It's like, I mean, sometimes it's it's extra painful when you can see the better ending and you you feel like there's so much better ways to end something. I mean, like another big example of this is uh, the Mass Effect series and yeah. how they ended with the third one. Well, um, I would even argue with that one in particular. This 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 theory kind of holds up because each game has its own ending. It does. It's it's not like each one has a cliffhanger that the third one was supposed to resolve. Sure, there were plot lines that like the third one resolved, quote unquote. But like every game ended. It had an ending that concluded the story it was trying to tell right then and there. So I feel yeah. like if. If the third game ruined the previous games for you, that's almost a problem you have. Because, like, you should have just enjoyed the game on its own, rather than say, oh, this is one gigantic arc that led to this one thing. See, see, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with that, but I think that's also something you have to keep in mind, is that even though you say that is somebody's individual problem, it's an individual problem that a lot of people had. Right. But um, I think I think it's better that if the ending does kind of suck, that <laughs> um, you either like stick to your guns with it, or you um, you take some serious effort to try and fix it. And I mean, especially with you find, looking into the black tapes, and it looks like they're trying to get rid of their season three and replace it. <laughs> That possibly. makes me I'm wonder. I'm not going to confirm that, but yeah, possibly. Uh, is I'm not even sure if that's the correct way to go about things. Because I mean, once the ship is sailed, it's sailed. But I guess you could just be like, "Nah, that didn't happen. Everybody was at the post office that day, and it wasn't. <laughs> it, it wasn't real." I mean, I guess that kind of works. Just kind of rewrite everything and start it from a different point. Um, or just kind of rewrite the ending. Uh, I know Mass Effect 3 did that. I'm not sure if that made it a stronger game by rewriting the ending. I I guess my ultimate point... Well, I got another example I want to give you. But like my okay. ultimate point is if you enjoyed the journey there, how much does the ending actually ruin the piece of media you enjoyed? So let Even me that. let me give let me give you the example. Okay. So Anthony, I hear you're a man of man of culture. You watch anime from time to time. L less and less so far. Well, less and less recently, but you, you were a weeb at one point in your life. I'm not gonna deny that. 
<laughs> Perfect. I got him to admit it on tape. No. Um, that, so you're... That, that's getting muted. <laughs> you're familiar with One Piece. Yeah. One Piece as an anime, not the, not the manga, as an anime specifically, has run for over 20 years. They're approaching 1,000 episodes. Mm. The general thing I get from people who enjoy One Piece is not that they enjoy this, like, plotline that has been doing twists and turns through a thousand episodes. Like, every episode links into the next, like, like a puzzle piece, and it's putting together one big puzzle. They enjoy the characters. They enjoy the interactions they have. They enjoy the adventures they go on. Let's say One Piece ends at a thousand episodes, and the ending is awful mm -hmm. like really terrible okay would that invalidate all 1000 episodes of one piece a series that is never specifically like said like i mean said, i think like, I... We, we we have a plot line that like each episode is a piece of a puzzle i think your biggest issue here is you're using internet lingo is that um can I cut out? i, I... I said I think uh, your biggest issue here is that you're using internet lingo. Um, I, I don't think really it's possible to fully ruin a series um, with that. Um, I, I think there comes a point to where things can't end correctly. No. Because there's just so much hype behind it. Um, I think that's specifically what happened with Mass Effect 3. Uh yeah. That, 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 the reason why so many people were pissed off that, because there was really no way to make a truly satisfying ending that would have made everybody happy, I think. Right. I, I think, I, I, and that's another point that I could get into, but I feel like that's just going to go on even longer. Is like, I do feel like everyone has a different expectation for the ending of a show mm -hmm. or a game or a movie. Like when you're ending is when you're ending a series, um, everyone has their own expectation. Some people genuinely liked the black tapes ending because what they wanted out of that series was for the two main characters to get together and fall in love. I didn't want that. I really, really hope that other people didn't, but like I know some people who did. I mean But like wrong. I <laughs> But I feel like at the end of the day, like, I kind of want people to think about media more complexly, where, like, the ending of something is not the final nail in the coffin. The, the, the ending of something, the ending of a thousand episode anime isn't going to kill everything before it. The ending of Game yeah. of Thrones doesn't, doesn't minimize what you've watched before it. Like, the stuff you enjoyed is still there and it's still good all on its own you know what i think i think i know why people were so angry about it <laughs> was that because they feel like they've been tricked into watching something bad yeah in a way i can agree with that they they feel like they've dedicated so much time of time and effort into their life and like the promise of it all leading to something ultimately unfulfilled, like leaves them unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. But I, 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 
I think when you finish a series and a series ends poorly, or even if there's bad stuff in the middle, I don't know why I'm specifying the ending has to be terrible. Like, something in the middle could be really bad. Like, any part of the story could be really terrible. If you enjoy certain parts of it, what's stopping you from enjoying those things? I understand if it gets into a moral issue. Like, I don't know, but if you're really enjoying Birth of a Nation and then the, the second half of the mm. movie happens where the <laughs> the good, proud Southerners are coming to help the North. It's like, all right, that might be, all right, that kind of ruins it a little bit. But for the most part, like, poor writing doesn't ruin parts that you enjoyed before that were well-written. I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, I, I can see where you're going with that. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, yeah. At the end of the day, I just kind of want, I want the ability to mention that I think Game of Thrones or Lost or something like that is a good series and things I like about it without the next sentence out of somebody's mouth being, yeah, but that show sucks, right? I feel yeah, like I, I mean, get that really I think often. You're, you're, you're always going to have people that reduce things to that, though. So I, I think I think your goal to not have that happen at all is a bit much. Um, that, you, you can't expect the internet to behave like that. Uh, that, no. that. That's your first problem. No, and this isn't me sitting here being like, the internet needs to change. But, like, I don't know if I can reach a few people to think, like, this series isn't entirely talk this this series isn't radioactive because the ending sucked I w- at the end of the day i want to go back and rewatch season one season two season three and season four of game of thrones and talk to people about it without the next sentence being ha but danny crazy huh or something like that or man lost is really good it's like yeah but it was all a dream huh well, not really, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think, uh, that, that was pretty productive there. I feel like, uh, we, we've, we've put a better mission out, uh, that we should respect media as a whole. And, uh, say it's just awful, uh, because of the whole, instead of just the single part. <laughs> wait hold on say that again i think i think you got it flip-flopped no 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 i think that's correct right we can't say something's awful unless like as a whole that piece of media is awful right okay yeah, yeah you okay never mind i thought I, I think i heard you wrong yeah i mean when you talk about things you like about stuff or things you don't like be specific so does that mean if the beginning of a, of a if a show is bad, you should just tell people to skip the first part and it gets good? Maybe on a rewatch, but not your first watch. Hmm. Like your first watch, like I, I, I always tell people when they watch Black Mirror, please, for the love of God, do not watch the first episode because that episode is a terrible introduction to the series. But that's also yeah. an anthology series. <laughs> so skipping yeah. around is not a terrible thing. 
and I did watch the first episode, and I stopped watching Black Mirror. <laughs> so you are you are a hundred percent right on that recommendation, I suppose. <laughs> so, so Anthony, after my impassioned argument, do you want this to become a Black Tapes rewatch podcast? Do you want us to go through the Black Tapes again? <laughs> See. I'm not. I'm not sure if I could do it or not. I, I, I'm still not sure I could do it. Like everything you say, it makes sense. But like, there's a part of my brain that just. I don't think I could ever go back to the black tapes again. I think that that did scar me enough where I don't want to go back to the series. And uh, I was here on the podcast with you, and you were making very sound arguments that I 100% agree with. And I'm still saying nah. <laughs> no absolutely fuck the black tapes <laughs> that was see that's that's the one thing you gotta learn from our podcast is uh fuck the black tapes i love the idea that they're gonna bring it back and i'm gonna really try and convince you to watch it and i'm gonna be fighting with you for like a half a year you're gonna be like no i'm holding my ground we, we 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 will see we will see be ready folks 2020 is about to get a lot worse because the black tape is coming back oh god this is the year <laughs> this is the year ah <laughs> uh, uh, that's gonna be all amazing. right we've we filled it in go home bye everybody <laughs> <laughs>